You are listening to the Caddy Lounge with Bart Vendedus, former European Tour Caddy. As Danny Willett claims victory at Wentworth, Sergio Garcia dominating in Amsterdam for a 16th tournament win, I welcome you first to the first ever episode of the Caddy Lounge. Today's on schedule, introduction to the Caddy Lounge, Sergio's win at the KLM, or take a closer look at the BMW Championships at Wentworth. So, hello again, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Kelly Lounge. I'm so excited to have you here listening. Um, so let's yeah, swing right in there in the Kelly Lounge. So what's the Kelly Lounge? Well, the Kelly Lounge is your podcast place to be for all the latest and greatest from inside the European Tour. Presented by Bob van der Duz, former European Tour caddy. As my first ever tour experience back in the days was at 2003 at the Royal St. George's. Um, through the years I've traveled the world and noticed for your greatest fans and listeners out there that you're very keen to learn more about all the latest and greatest from inside the European tour. So let's wait not any longer and move straight to the KLM Open. So the KLM Open at Amsterdam where Sergio won his 16th European tour title with 18 under par. We'll talk more about Sergio later on in the show where the Spaniard overcome the Danish rising star, Nikolai Holgert, who pushed a former master champion all the way. And away from the Kalem Open, we look ahead on the BMW PJ Championships at Wentworth and the Alfred Donnell. So lots to come. Stay with us. Let's start with the Kalem Open at the International in Amsterdam, where Sergio won his 16th European Tour win. With 18 on the par, one-shot winner of Denmark's Hoygaard, who hardly been out there on tour. The two were chased by Englishman Matt Wallace at 15 on the par, and James Morrison and Callum Shinkwin. Shinkwin, yeah, I just want to give this man an, uh, a hug, you know, I, re- I really do, because, you know, oh man, seeing that boy, massive talent. I just think that maybe this guy is just coming out a little too early, a little too pumped up, um... But boy, what a short game. What a performance of this guy. I mean, he really thunderbolts it. It's a country mile, really. Absolute top-class performance. Um, but again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, he's still a young lad. So let's give the start out to Hoygaard. I'll bet it the first. And uh, by looking at Hoygaard, I mean, he didn't look nervous at all. Um, looking at his career, this is only his seventh attempt on the European Tour and already performing this good. Um, so yeah, Hoygaard is a name to remember um, and look out for that in the near future ahead. I mean, there's so many new youngsters coming out on the Tour uh, and shooting low figures. It's just amazing to see the fearlessness uh, of these youngsters coming out there and you know playing that great golf. I remember a long time ago at the Royals and Georges Bridge Open where um, Sergio was paired up with Laura. Um, and during the day, Sergio was hitting some balls out there on the range. But looking at his swing, I thought, wow, that's a wonder kid. I mean, that's a name to remember. I mean, he was only 15 years of age at that time. And, you know, when I see him swinging and hitting shots like that, so with those magic hands, I was like, wow, that's a name to remember. And no one knew at that time he would be a star in the future. So... Yeah, let's keep an eye on Hoygaard. So, yeah, Sergio's first few holes at the KLM were all steady golf um, until, until the sixth, where Sergio made a mistake. And um, Shingwin out there, well, coming out of nowhere, makes a birdie. And at that moment, both players were tied uh, with 17 on the par. Moving on to the seventh, where Sergio three putted. Uh, Matt Wallace joined in from there 
with birdies on 1, 3 and 5. And then Shinkwin doubles the 10th and more bogeys to follow for uh, for Shinkwin. So from the death, Hoygert comes in with birdies on 11, 13 and 14, but bogeys to follow. Um, and then Sergio placed a shot on 16, which is like the shot of the week. It's miraculous shot, just a phenomenal shot. Um, yeah, and gets the stretch down. Um, then looking at Sergio down on 18, I mean, you saw in his eyes, he was so happy to win again. I mean, he had quite some season so far. He looked angry. He looked frustrated. I mean, we all know what he did on the greens with his greenkeeping and spitting and damaging greens and stuff. I mean, I, I did, with this win, I didn't saw this coming either. Um, I was surprised to see Sergio winning after a season like that. I mean, hopefully whatever it is, it's eating him out at Sergio. I mean, which nobody knows. It's, yeah. There's, there, there has to be something that's eating him out, what's causing the frustration and the anger. Um, but hopefully, whatever it is, it's um, it's out. And uh, with this win, he will be playing some better golf in uh, in 2020. Um, also, the the timing for Sergio to win this tournament in September is, is massive, man. We got Ryder Cup coming up, points for large tournaments. I mean, the timing is perfect now to win. Um, it's amazing. But looking back and season, I mean, for example, at Valderrama, Sergio was, was absolutely blaming everything for himself. I mean, like every shot he hit, there was something wrong, but not himself. Um, so, yeah, during the KLM Open, Sergio also changed his putting. Uh, he changed his grip from the uh, from the claw grip back to conventional. Uh, he also lengthened the putter a bit so he can get his arms tapped in and, uh, yeah, a bit of less going on, which helped for him. Um but again, yeah, I mean, the punning is, is why he's losing so many shots over the last months. And, yeah, I think with his temper, it's, it's, yeah, it's also to blame for it. I mean, he's killing himself out there for quite a while. Um, it's also when you when you look at him for, for a spectator side, I mean, there's nothing, nothing driving himself. So, yeah, once you get that solved, because, yeah, from a spectator commentary view of Sergio, he's, he's going through emotions right now. I mean... No one really knows what it is. It's it's terrible to see. I mean, this guy's just fighting for it. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's such a shame. But you know, I hope there there is a line or a path now with uh, with the win and uh, yeah, Sergio is moving on. And if there is something, uh, yeah, I hope it's resolved. And uh, of course, Sergio, is Sergio, and uh, yeah, like um, like with with the win, he's 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 moving on and uh, but yeah, I mean Sergio, Sergio. I mean he like he's he's kicking his shoes in at Wentworth years ago. I think we all remember that. Um, you know, swinging clubs in the, in the pond and etc. We all seen it. I mean, Sergio, <clears throat> he always had that little angry man inside himself, and it it also it also drives him. I mean, Sergio is one of those guys which, yeah, which which. Yeah, which 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 driving and and, and with, with with the kick in his hands, you know, it's just gives himself a quick turn off and but you know slings on clubs and you know lately he holds that temperament a little bit longer than uh, than usual, which makes him playing bad and I think that's why he's falling down um, in his playing ability. I mean, but again, the way I saw him swinging and playing at the Calum Open, there's always a, a a chance of winning for him at uh, at majors and biggest events again. Um, I think it all comes down to his putting on uh, on the green and not losing his uh, his temperament. So some proper caddy advice for you, Sergio. Sergio, get your headspace right, and we'll see a lot more from you in 2020.
So coming up next, we have the Caddy Lounge uh, at the BMW Championship at Wentworth, one of the biggest events on the European Tour. Uh, some people really say it's a flagship of the uh, the Rolex events. Historically, the event was in May, um, but now it's uh, it's moved on uh, later on the schedule for the year. Um, but Wentworth is always nice around the year. And taking a look at the field is also so strong. I mean, some of the headlines, we got Francesco Molinari defending it. They got the mighty Rory McIlroy, which just came in, um, and he got presented with the old Jack, Le- Jack Nicholas Trophy. I mean, he won that now for three times, um, which is the PJ Tour Player of the Year, voted by the players. Um, so yeah, well done to Rory. We got Paul Casey playing. We got Tommy Fleetwood. We got Justin Rose, Johnny Rahm, Shane Lowry, and Tony Finau, uh, Billy Horschel, Andrew Putnam. We got Ian Poulter. And Ernie else. So some Americans in the field. Um, and I, you know, I gotta say, I mean, there's so many more big names out there in the field. But surprisingly, where's Sergio? Yeah, where's Sergio? What is he doing? Is he having? Is he having a week off? I mean, where is he heading? I mean, Sergio's not playing in Wentworth and also not playing in the U.S. So he's having a week off, and like no one knows to. Where will be will be on a vacation? It's like unbelievable, man. Once the man's on form, he's nowhere. He's not playing. So the BMW PGA Championships at Wentworth. You know, I've been there so many times um, uh, early on in the year. Uh, it's just it's just a fantastic field, some fantastic course. Um, and as mentioned during my KLM summary, some of some of big names in uh, in the field out there. So starting off the week, we got the story of the mighty Rory McIlroy. Opening rounds of uh, 76, which is four over, uh, 69, three under on cut days. Just just making the cut. Um, yeah, let's talk about Rory. Um, Rory bogeys the fifth and then went to, to three over for the day. Uh, needing at least two more birdies. Um, on the back nine, on the 14th part three, he makes a stunning birdie from, from a great tee shot. Um, and then on six things, Rory birdies again. He only needed to make two more putts to uh, to make the cut. Gets off 17, blocks his drive, straight into the trees, managed to get the par on 17, uh, moves on. Standing on the tee, he only needs five more swings. Five more swings. Um, with the light closing, almost getting dark, Rory hits that three-word center fairway, leaving him 220 to the flag. Um that moment, I think every caddy out there in the world will force him to lay up. Hit a wedge to the flag and possibly even get yourself another birdie. No, Rory, mighty Rory McIlroy. Gets the five iron hours out of the bag and as soon as he hits it, straight right. Drops the club, watches it with a set face, seeing his ball towards the large tribune on the right. And guess what? With all the luck in the world, Rory's ball finished just on the most lucky spot where you could wish for. So with that said, um, he had a very difficult chip to go. I mean, for you guys, if you know out there, it's such a difficult green. The green slopes so hard towards the water, and there's almost no room for uh, for placement. Rory went back for safety. Um, ball ended up about 20 meters from the pin. His birdie putt was way too short, leaving about two meter par for um, yeah for for making the cut, um, breaking left to right, and again that th- those parts to make the cut. Well, even that's pressure for Rory. 
So yeah, all eyes were on Rory. Uh, luckily, he made it. And shortly after that, the horn was sound. Uh, a play was suspended due to low lightning. So on Saturday early morning, the latest groups were out there in the field uh, to finish the second round. And uh, after round three, the man was in front was Danny Willett with 68, four on the par, just a few shots back of John Rahm, Bezadenhout, Horso, and Reed. Then final round of Danny Willett, shooting opening rounds on two, three, eight, and 10 to stretch out his lead of John Rahm. John making mistakes on 12 and 14, and bogeys were poor on the results on the court. Watching John the final round, he was playing well, just that his irons weren't that good and weren't that sharp enough. They all ended up on the green, though, but miles away from the flag to get yourself a birdie. But the man to talk about is the man is Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry shooting six birdies, like no drop shots, and finishing 10 under par on the final round on tight 11. But you got you got to give the mighty Rory McIlroy some slack. I mean, after speaking to him on Saturday morning, he mentioned to me that he needed at least two rounds in the 60s uh, to get himself back up in the leaderboard. Oh, guess what he did? Shooting 65 on uh, round three and 67 as final round. I mean, that's fantastic golf. Great to see the mighty Rory McIlroy back in contention. Um, Rory told me he was a bit disappointed with the opening rounds. Um, but I mean, that's that's the game of golf, and uh, he's now looking forward to the Alfred Daniel Links. Also interesting to share is that this week the PJ European Tour is starting with the GPS slow play experiment. So each group gets a GPS inside the bag with someone recording the data of the group of play. Um, there are electronic signs on 3, 5, 7, 11 and 16. Uh, and also behind every green are placed CCTV cameras um, to record when the flag is being taken out and how long the players will take on the green. That data is being recorded and sent to an app. All the referees have those those iPads which which can tune in the app uh, and can see all the live data of uh, yeah which group is uh, is behind or uh, in front of schedule. Uh, I also spoke with the PJ European Tour refs John Paramore and Kevin Feeney, where I was introduced to the experiment and I got told up from close range what's like and what it's for. Um, but yeah, Feeney also told me that this is still an experiment because you know you can you can't simply use this against against the players for slow play. Um, it's not every caddy has a GPS in the bag, but also all the players need to follow a specific exit on the green. If they miss those ele- electronic gates with like the magnetic field where the GPS catches the the data, the data is not being saved. And yeah, I mean. The data on the holes on the groups will remain like on one spot inside the software. So again, it's still experiment, but I mean, you're still getting a lot of data, which which can be used, um, yeah, to make the game of golf a bit quicker uh, and to avoid slow play. And lastly, John uh, John extended with uh, with some players are not even aware that they're on the clock or playing behind schedule. So. Yeah, with already electronic signs on the European Tour, we hope to uh, to catch up some sort of plan to uh, yeah and to prove the uh, the speed of play. So coming up next, the Alfred Donald Champions will will play three different courses around the days, which is Canusti, Kingsbanks, and the old course at St Andrews. So that's about it for now here in the studio. Bart van der Deuce, aka Birdie Body, former European Tour caddy. Please join me next week for another episode in the Caddy Lounge. 
In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments, please send them in. Contact address is podcast at thekeddylounge.com. That is podcast at thekeddylounge.com. From the studio here in Wentworth, it's goodbye for now.